podcast from American Christian Tours that goes behind the scenes of some of the most iconic sites, historic characters, and true stories in American history to discover how God has been at work since the very beginning. And our desire and purpose is to provide insight for today and hope for the future as we look at history from a biblical worldview. Well, this is Aaron Kronk, and today we're going to go behind the tour and get our feet a little wet uh, at the Ark Encounter in northern Kentucky. And uh, I'm joined today by Jay Prophet from American Christian Tours uh, and a special guest, just so happy to have him with us today, Eddie Lutz uh, from the Creation Museum and Ark Encounter. And uh, Eddie is currently the business development manager. Eddie, am I, am I right in saying that? Yeah, uh, senior manager of sales and business development. Okay, so you're cur- uh, currently the senior manager of sales and business development at mm-hmm. for both the uh, Creation Museum and the Ark Encounter. Mm-hmm. And uh, Eddie, you're you're kind of responsible for getting people driving traffic to the Ark Encounter and Creation Museum by building and maintaining relationships with all kinds of different people. Is that right? That's correct. Yeah, I do a lot with motor coach operators. Uh, certainly, some of our leisure travel, but. Uh, also, hotel partnerships. Uh, we work with a lot of hotels in the area. I manage our reservations team and more. Awesome. And Eddie, I just I noticed on one of your pages online that uh, you said your, your passion is to equip others to stand on the authority of God's word. And the Ark Encounter and Creation Museum are an introduction to that message. Mm-hmm. And so the resources of, of Answers in Genesis uh, reinforce the truth of that message. So, Eddie, tell tell our listeners just maybe a little bit about yourself and who you are and kind of your, your journey to working for the Creation Museum and the Ark Encounter. Sure. Well, next week we'll mark 12 years uh, with Answers in Genesis, uh, the Creation Museum, and now the Ark Encounter. So I've been here um, not since the very beginning, but uh, close <laughs> to it in the first couple years. Um most of my career, I actually owned an internet service provider business. I uh, also spent a little bit of time in radio, um, but I really had a passion to to be here and to have a, a um, just to be a small part of this ministry. Um, in addition to my role here, and this gets to the passion you were just describing. In addition to my role here, I also served bivocationally as a pastor, a discipleship pastor in my local church. Um, so whether Whichever job I'm in, in my role as a pastor, my role here uh, with the Ark Encounter and Creation Museum, I get to proclaim the same message, the same truth. So, um, yeah, that's a little bit about about me. Uh, uh, father of four, grandfather of seven. Grandfather of seven. That's wonderful. So you have you've you've lived uh, in the and kind of operated in the northern Kentucky area then for a good good portion of your life. Yeah, I actually um, I actually live in Cincinnati. Um, so only a half hour away from the Creation Museum, and I've pretty much lived there my whole life. Um, so uh, unlike many at the ministry, I'm a local boy. <laughs> so uh, so I, I know the area and know it well. Yeah. Well, Eddie, we're so happy that you're, you've uh, you joined us this morning. And uh, just to get a little bit more insight into, uh, you know, the purpose, God's purpose behind, um, you know, what. Um, passions he's given to you and the others, uh, the administrators at the Ark Encounter, and answers in Genesis, because obviously, vi- you know, vi- vision is important, and oh, and uh, it's just I've been a tour leader uh, now with American Christian Tours for about eleven years, and uh, I've been to the Ark Encounter since it was opened up, and um, also the Creation Museum, and our groups, Eddie, just love going there. 
Uh, they just absolutely love their experience and uh, just not just some special times, but I've seen hearts change uh, with that actual experience uh, from the kids and the adults that have attended um, the excitement, uh, the wonder of looking at uh, and being present uh, to the actual dimensions of the ark um, and how, how big it really is. So um, Eddie, what, what was the motivation behind building uh, well, a creation museum in, in 2007 and then in, in 2016, uh, the Ark Encounter opened up. Um, what was what was what do you think the motivation was for just actually having those? Yeah, the uh, the original motivation, the original vision for first the Creation Museum is at least thirty years old. Um, so our founder Ken Ham uh, from Australia uh, was a, a high school science teacher. And uh, but certainly grounded uh, strongly in the scriptures uh, from his parents and beyond um, and his own study, but really had a passion for this ministry. Um, And what happened was uh, he tells the story as part of his testimony, which actually we have on a DVD called Fire in My Bones. Um, But he uh, he tells gives a testimony of being at a natural history museum and standing next to a gentleman and his son. And they're looking at an ape man exhibit. And the guy says to his son, you know, son, this is your your ancestor. And Ken talks about how that just broke his heart. Why can we not have a creation museum that tells the truth of God's word from the very beginning? The original concept and original vision of that was that that would be in Australia. But um, the Lord had other plans. And if you're going to reach the most people with this message, you need to be in America. So he came to America, worked a bit um, in conjunction with the Institute for Creation Research, but then had the the idea that he's, he was going to come here to northern Kentucky to build the Creation Museum. He uh, teamed up with two other co-founders. They came to Kentucky. And uh, the reason that he chose Kentucky um, is, is twofold. Um, back then, in the in that time period, one of the reasons was there were some surveys that said that Cincinnati area, northern Kentucky, was actually the best city in the country to raise a family. So that was a factor. Having raised my family here, I can tell you, I don't know if that's still true, but it was back then. But the biggest reason of all is from that that loca- this location where we are, you are within a 24-hour drive or a three-hour flight of 70% of the population of the United yeah. States. So that was the original vision. Let's let's proclaim the truth of God's word from the very beginning, and let's get it to the most people that we can get it to. So it sounds like there was some some good planning and oh. even under, understanding of the demographics that we're going to go go into this. Absolutely, yes. Well, I'm uh, we're joined Jay Prophet, a good brother, um, not actual brother, but a brother in Christ. And Jay, you've you've been with American Christian Tours now for quite a while, as we talked about on another episode. But you've you've also taken your family there um, to uh, the Ark. Encounter right. and, and Creation Museum, right? Yeah, um, actually, yeah, 30 years with the company, but we were really excited when we started to hear about the development of the Creation Museum and then later the Ark Encounter. For us, the challenge was is that so many of our groups, we work with 
mostly eighth graders that come out on class trips. And a bulk of our groups come from the West Coast and Texas and the central states. And a lot of them are flying out to Washington, D.C. or some of the big East Coast cities. So for a lot of them, it was kind of, it's kind of a challenge to get them to deviate off of their route you know, to swing over to the Creation Museum. So we've been we've been working hard to try to make that happen. And I think with the actually with coronavirus, we've actually been able to kind of get a, a few more people interested in doing that. And Eddie, I was going to tell you, we've actually come up with a trip that we call the pilgrimage, and we try mm-hmm. to incorporate the Creation Museum and the Ark. Then we make our way over to uh, Lancaster and take in the sight and sound. And then we continue on down to D.C. and hit the Bible Museum. So we kind of try to hit those big three uh, sites that really, all three of them are huge encouragements to to faith. Mm, Yeah. That's a wonderful itinerary. We've been finding some success with that. But I've never been there with a group. I've come just with my family. Mm Mm-hmm. That was a couple of years ago, and my children were like nine and six. So they were very excited um, about both sites. And uh, I think they kind of were a lot more excited about the Ark, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I think just seeing it visually as we drove up, all those stories that we had read to them as they were little children, it just kind of made it all come alive. And then just going into it, and my son is just fascinated with how things work. And just to see how you guys have taken so much time to try to explain like how the animals were fed and watered and how things were cleaned out with, you know, I, I'm trying to remember what it was, but there was some uh, way that fresh air was brought in and Moon pool. he just loved all of that and just ate it up. And then of course they love, we call it, we call it Noah's apartment where you guys have showed kind of how they might've lived in the upper levels and things like that. So it was a great experience. Wonderful. Yeah, it's a great experience, really, for all ages. You know, and uh, the kids have had young kids there, and like like Jay, you said, you know, a lot of our tours are eighth grade, you know, sixth sixth through eighth, and then even up into high school ages. And then, of course, we bring church groups there too. But uh, what a it's, yeah, just what a tremendous experience for all age groups. That's correct, Eddie. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, the Ark Encounter itself, and, and it doesn't surprise me, Jay, that you're your kids enjoyed the ark even more than the museum. It really kind of depends on the individual. The ark it's, is really about the experience. So people, whenever I ask anybody, what was your favorite part of the ark? I never get an answer. I always get the big picture. I was on the ark, the size of it, the scope of it. You know, those are the kinds of answers I get. Eddie, what are the dimensions of the ark? The ark is uh, built to the biblical specification um, using a 22.4 inch cubit which is called a Hebrew long cubit. So it's 510 feet long, 85 feet wide, 51 feet high, and it stands about 15 feet off the ground. Uh, so it's an, it's an amazing structure. In fact, there is so much wood used in that, in that arc. You could actually, it has 3.3 million board feet of wood just to build the arc, where you can stretch from Williamstown, Kentucky, all the way to Philadelphia, wow. Pennsylvania. I mean, that's, that's, that's how big this is. So it really is the largest timber frame structure in the entire world. So, you know, certainly, you know, many come and, and rightly so for the message. 
but others will come just for the architectural wonder mm-hmm. that it is. And uh, so, yeah, where it, did it, where did the wood where did the wood come the from? The wood wood came from all over. Um, the uh, a lot of the large timbers came from more out west. There's uh, um, a Edelman spruce and. Douglas fir that were from a stand. The Douglas fir, I think, were from a standing dead forest that had to come down anyway. Those were out more out west, Colorado area. Um, the um, let's see, the pine on the outside of the structure came from New Zealand, um, and it actually has a special acid treatment on it that makes it maintenance free for about fifty years, um, but also gives it the dark coloring that you see on the ark now when we first built the ark it it looked brand new right but it but if for those who have followed it for the last five years if they were to look at it they would say well that aged kind of quickly from weather well that's by design so that acid treatment actually does that but also again makes it pretty much maintenance free for about 50 years so yeah wood came from all over um and then we also and here a lot of this is an exciting thing we actually had when we built the ark, we had these very large Amish construction crews that did most of the woodwork. Yeah, I read that. And I mean, we they would where the lake is in front of the ark. That was their work site, and they would build what's called a half bent, which would basically be a the center timber, but all the rib a rib of the ship, and they would build that on the ground. Then we had a specialized crane that would grab it, and uh, some of the parts. You know, this crane had to be so, so specialized and be able to handle so much weight. Some of the parts we couldn't even get in the United wow. States. Um, they actually would use that, move it into place, anchor it in, and then start on the next one. It was fascinating <laughs> to watch. That would have been. Well, Eddie, what what else is there? And I'm, I guess I'm focusing a little bit more on sure. the Ark Encounter just because it's newer and fabulous edition. But uh, what else What else is there to do uh, at the Ark Encounter? Well, you know, so far we really only talked about the structure itself, which is amazing in and of itself. And yes, mm-hmm. it's jaw-dropping. Yeah. But even before you get to that, um, and this is something new. I know you had a trip here a couple weeks ago, and you would have seen the construction yeah. in, in the works. Um, but there's a lot more that's still coming. So. When your bus comes in, it it lets off at what's called Answer Center. That is our 2,500-seat theater um, that we built several years ago. And there's programming in there throughout the day, various movies, um, gospel music, um, speakers. So when, if you're bringing an educational group, uh, we have a 3 o'clock speaker every day. That would be a wonderful addition. But that's been around for a couple years, but we're doing a lot of work to it right now. So one of the things we're doing is building out the basement where we're going to have numbers of uh, meeting rooms. We're going to have laboratories and more. So there's going to be a lot of opportunity for educational programming at the ARC in the in the very near future, where right now we have some limited opportunities at the museum for that. We're going to have so much more at the ARC. The other thing, and you talked about uh, Jay pulling up on the bus and seeing the ARC for the first time. Um, you'll still be able to do that, but when you drop off, now there's we're working on the facade of that answer center, and there's several towers that are on the corner of it. And what is being built and will be done by the end of April is actually a rainbow archway oh. that you'll so you'll walk through the rainbow archway, and that's when you'll see the arc for oh, the first time. That'd be neat. So that's going to be that moment yeah. of the day, you know. So that's happening right now, but then the arc itself. 
you know, we talked about the outside structure. But when you go inside, there's three level of, of three levels of exhibits that would make Disney and Universal jealous. Um, when you go in and you guys have been so, you know, what I'm saying is accurate. So when you walk in, um, you're going to see three levels of world class exhibits that really give a sense of how would the animals have been um, cared for? How, how would they have been fed? How do you deal with waste products? The effects of the, why did, why did Noah build the ark? The effects of the flood, how his family might've lived on the ark so much more. So three levels of world-class exhibits that you'll, you'll make your way through, including two movies, um, one called the Noah interview, which is kind of the apologetics um, video that really asks the skeptical questions of the age and Noah responds from a biblical worldview. And then the second one is called As in the Days of Noah, where the same actors in the modern day at the Ark Encounter, but this time the interviewer only has one question. Why did you really build the Ark? And the answer is the gospel. And uh, so we have a clear presentation of the gospel um, from a legal perspective. Um and uh, just so much more. And that's the arc itself. But even that's just scratching the surface. So um, outside, we have our zoo area. Um, we actually more than doubled the size of that zoo this year um, and brought in uh, more unique animals. Uh, when you go through the zoo, there's a kangaroo walkabout. So you can walk in with the kangaroos, pet them if they'll come up to you. Um, we have... Uh, lemurs and and uh you know just numbers of other um animals that with a pretty nice size zoo for uh, it being just a part of the attraction rather than the whole attraction um live animal stage camel rides and more and then yeah i got i got some great photos with uh, the ostriches my last time the kids were just fascinated yeah. by them especially their the ears i'd never really looked at the ostriches oh, okay. ears before. very good <laughs> The kids love that they're taking photos. And uh, one thing that uh, you don't want to miss when you come is the restaurant, which is called Mzara's Kitchen. I hope you guys have eaten there. Oh, um, that restaurant, we just did some adjustments with our seating. We took out some of the uh, displays that we had. We added more seating. So unofficially, to the best of my knowledge, that restaurant is the second largest restaurant in America. Um, the only one I know of is the only one that I know of that's bigger is 1900 seats in Lancaster, but this one's 1700 seat, two story buffet. Um, the buffet is being served coming out of COVID, um, is being served cafeteria style. So we can serve that safely for our guests. Um, same great food though. And, uh, the quality of the food is better than any buffet I've ever eaten at. Um, there you I would go. Have <laughs> and uh, but, and then uh, two more things we added this year, a virtual reality um, building as well. And uh, the virtual reality experience really takes, you know, you put put on the goggles, you put on the headset, you sit in the chair that moves a little bit. Um, but you go back in, in time and you experience the flood, um, even to the point of smelling the wood while it's being built. Um, feeling the waves and, and going inside the ark itself. There's that. And um, you mentioned all ages. One of the playground that's on site is actually considered, and I don't know how this is so, this seems subjective to me, but um, it's considered to be one of the top four playgrounds in wow. America. 
um, based on the experience, the safety, the it handles, you know, adults and children can do it together. It's different sensory things, but and it's huge. Um, it's basically by definition, everything at the ark has to be huge. So, <laughs> well, I know, I know the Prophet family is planning to come back because Good. when we were there, um, I know one of the things my wife and I were a little challenged with was that there's so much information, and yeah. we wanted to read it all, but our kids were, you know not at the point where they were going to be real comfortable standing there and reading. So um, I know we're, we're excited to go back and have maybe a little bit more time to kind of take in. And spend more time at the museum than yeah. when you do. So, so Eddie, I guess you can just take your kids over to the playground there and you just go, let yeah. them go. Terrible <laughs> but if you do um, do that for the purpose of really deeply reading into the signs, come to the museum as well and really even a lot more time at the museum than you do at the Ark. Both both are wonderful, but the museum, more so than the Ark, even focuses on the content. Yeah. So it does take longer to go through. It does take longer to read and really understand. But the depth of information here is just amazing. We just, we felt like on the way up through the Ark, it was just so well laid out. And the thing then that really hit us is you reach the part, you know, with the door and um, and then the whole the whole discussion of why the ark was built and um, God's plan and you're just you're overwhelmed with the spiritual content of it at that point. I mean, prior to that, you're just awed by the structure and just taking in um, you know all of the features of it. But then you really get to the point where you come down to the nitty gritty of what happened, and um, I. I remember just looking at that door and like you're thinking of the the years that Noah and his family took to construct that ark and all of the um, mocking and uh, laughing mm-hmm. and, you know, making fun of them that they endured. And uh, then to have God shutting that door and just like, the rain start coming down and what they must have gone through uh, in that process of just, you know, seeing it actually happening after years and years of just believing God. And then the, Mm -hmm. the, the mass destruction around them and what was happening outside the ark. And uh, it was very emotional time for us in that, in that spot. Yeah, and that's affected, I'm sure, all the groups, all the people that that come uh, into that Absolutely. experience. So, Eddie, let let's transition just a little bit into. Can I can I comment on the door? Real yeah, quick? well, I was going to ask about that. I was going to the first question I was going to ask you was why did why did God tell Noah sure. to build the ark? Uh, and then also, you know, maybe the second thing is what is the significance of just that one oh, door yeah. in the ark? Wonderful. Okay. Well, first off, why if we if we look into Genesis six, um, you know, of course, you know. We begin in creation. God God created man in his own image. Um, by the time we get to Genesis 3, man has already fallen. Uh, man has already rebelled and sinned against God. By the time we get to Genesis 6, um, their thoughts are evil continually, is what it says. And God purposed to judge the world accordingly. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. And he commanded, God commanded Noah to build this ark. 
um, for he and his his family. So there were eight who survived. Noah and his wife, his three sons, his three daughter-in-laws. But he judged the rest of the world. So everything, you know, we, we look at the ark and we realize this is a historical event. This is not a story. We have a whole exhibit that deals with that question. It's not a story. It's not a fairy tale. It's a historic event. And it's, a, it's, a, it's an account of God's judgment, but it's also an account of God's mercy and grace at the same time. So the, the door of the ark is significant because God commanded Noah exactly what to do. Build an ark. These are your dimensions. coated with pitch. Put one. We gave him pretty specific directions then. Very specific directions. But, but he said, put one door in the side of the ark. So when we look at this ark and I, or this door, and I, I refer to it, and I don't know if I'm right on this, but I refer to it as the most photographed door in America. And, uh, and that's what I see all day, every day when I'm there. And there's actually, and a lot of people don't catch this until they look through their phone, um, there's actually the light of a cross mm-hmm. on the door. A lot of people, if they're just with their naked eye, they don't necessarily see that. But through a, a camera, you can definitely see it. But And that's significant because God said, put one door in the side of the ark. This is the door that Noah and his family would have, would have come through in order to be protected. This is the door that the animals would have been brought in in order to be preserved. Okay, And everything in the ark points forward ultimately to Christ. Okay, the ark is uh, um, a model of Christ and, and, and who Christ was to be. This is our art. Jesus Christ is our ark of salvation. Right. So um, so in um, the book of John, Jesus says, I am the door. Whoever comes through me will be saved. So in, in the same way that the ark was our salvation or Noah's salvation, Jesus Christ is our salvation. So the gospel, as you walk through the ark, as you walk through the creation museum, the gospel is constantly before you. It's always presented. This is probably one of the most powerful is the ark door. So, yeah, when you say that, Jay, I think you're absolutely right. People are impacted very, very strongly about that. And I've I've heard testimonies of people who have been saved at that door and uh, love to hear, love to hear that and praise God for it. Absolutely. Well, and another thing I, though, another thing that I like to, um, that you mentioned just earlier is how you're building the rainbow gate. And I've also seen, um, pictures of the ark at night sometimes when you have it all lit up with the rainbow lights. And I, not to delve too much into this, but we obviously know that the rainbow has been hijacked by other groups that, that do not have a love for for God and the things of God and I like that the ark is kind of taking back that <laughs> that mm-hmm. promise the symbol of God's promise um and 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 not being afraid to to proclaim it out like this is what the symbol of the rainbow uh really means is that God you know has promised never again to destroy the world in the same way I was going to say as a ministry you know I mean you know, we, we boldly proclaim the word of God. We speak into the culture. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, we, we don't duck those issues. But more than anything else, we are a biblical authority ministry. So we begin with, in everything we do, we begin with the, the truth of Scripture. And the rainbow 
was God's the sign of God's covenant, right? So we're not going to run away from the rainbow. We're not going to to um, soften the message because of cultural influences or anything like that. We want to proclaim the rainbow for what it is. It's the sign of God's covenant that he never would again judge the world by water, though there is a coming judgment by fire. Well, and what a, that's one of my favorite um, illustrations. And Eddie, like you had mentioned, it's kind of an archetype. You know, the ark is an archetype of Christ exactly. uh, and the salvation, um, uh, this, the saving from, from God's judgment. But that rainbow, uh, I, love, I love the rainbow and the covenant because um, in doing a little bit of reading, I've read that in the Hebrew, it wasn't just a, we think of a nice, you know, kind of a nice rainbow, but it was a, an actual war bow. And the rainbow is a war bow that's bent upwards, like it's uh, all of God's judgment is eventually going to fall on Christ. Um, It's all all that judgment will fall on our Savior. Uh, And it's that covenant that God would not destroy the earth again um, by water. So that's always been a favorite, you know, kind of a a picture for me that Mm -hmm. uh, of, of God's saving grace and salvation, but also that God's judgment didn't isn't going to fall on me anymore. Um, it's pointed up towards Christ. Speaking of uh, again, just answers in Genesis. Um, and Eddie, you had just previously mentioned this that uh, that answers in Genesis is an apologetics ministry, right? Who's really dedicated to helping Christians defend their faith and proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ effectively um, by focusing on probably some of the tough questions, right? Um, that people ask, but that there's really good answers. Um, found in God's word. So um, I think that, uh, yeah, you're, the, the ministry of Answers in Genesis has been foundational uh, to the vision, obviously, of the, the Ark and the Creation Museum. Yeah, so Answers in Genesis, and, you know, I mentioned 30 years. I, I'm not sure how old Answers in Genesis is as a ministry specifically right now. It's like 20 or 25. But, you know, I mean, it started primarily as a teaching and publishing ministry. So, Ken would go, Ken Ham, our founder, would go around the world uh, proclaiming the truth of this message. And the neat thing is he's such a dynamic speaker, but he's able to speak in such a way that the layman can really understand. You know, Um, I mean, he can get he can delve deeply into the science and we need to do that. And frankly, we have Ph.D. scientists on staff who do that every day. Um, Ken is such a dynamic speaker. He's able to really speak to the person in the pew. Okay. Um, and, uh, so that was a big part of it. So he would travel the world. Um, he would, he wrote numbers of books, but then as the ministry grew and, and we were able to bring in more and more resources as far as people and scientists and writers and, you know, that ministry just broadened, um, greatly. So it's not just Ken, it's Dr. George, a person, Purdom, um, um, Dr. Snelling, you know, for ge- geology and more. So there's just a whole lot of that. So so we've done that. But then the broader ministry, uh, there's so many things resource wise that we do. Um, we have the, our Answers Bible curriculum, which is our Sunday school curriculum uh, from pre-K through adult, um, which is a four year curriculum and just um, solidly teaching apologetics in the church, which is lacking in so many of our churches. Uh, we have a vacation Bible school. We're probably the third largest uh, publisher of vacation Bible school materials now. Um, and uh, as a pastor, I mean, I've been using this for years, uh, for many years in my own church, uh, as well as the Answers Bible curriculum. 
um, you know, books, DVDs. We do national conferences at that answer center I was describing. We do an annual women's conference, an annual pastors conference, um, and college expo and numbers of others. So, so yeah, it's, uh, we have an international ministry. We have, um, primarily a a South American minute or several offices in South America. We have one in the UK, we have one in Canada and we impact other nations all over the world. So some wonderful resources and, uh, just, so we're for our listeners, Eddie, where can, um, what would be the websites that you would recommend or just where they, where can they find some of the resources that are uh, really uh, very prolific right now? There's a lot of resources that you guys offer. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, the very best website to go to, to, especially for the resources is AnswersInGenesis.org. Okay. And on that website, it's actually one of the most uh, visited web uh, Christian websites in the world, but you go to AnswersInGenesis.org and you're going to have, Ten thousand plus articles on these topics, but also the the web store, which which lists all of the resources, what's available, and and the impact that it can make. And Eddie, we'll we'll put those links in the podcast notes too. So okay. we'll try to drive people to that if they're interested. And in- appreciate that. And well, then the other two to put would be the the two attractions, mm-hmm. um, arkencounter.com and creationmuseum.org. Absolutely. Well, Eddie, uh, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, just, uh, just wonderful information, and I can tell all the passion in, in your voice and your your face. It's just uh, <laughs> wonderful to see during this time, and uh, now more than ever, people need to be encouraged, and they need to be. Uh, uh, I guess not just encourage, but uh, even come alongside in so many good, fabulous resources that uh, can can influence people um, for the Lord. And uh, I also just think of um, at the end of each episode, uh, Eddie, we like to give a call to action uh, mm-hmm. for our listeners. So to kind of put, you know, to implement what they've heard, uh, um, maybe even um, where there's devotional time. Uh, reading and studying God's word or taking advantage of resources that are offered. But uh, Eddie, what would you say is a good call to action today for our listeners to really act upon the, what, what they've heard? Well, obviously I want them to come to the ark in the museum. That's uh, a great call to action. But in preparation for that, if uh, you know, we're a Bible defending ministry, we're a Bible authority ministry. So start in Genesis, start in Genesis. Yeah, um, we all as a ministry we say that Genesis one to eleven is the foundation for every doctrine of Scripture. So creation, and, and in fact, at the Creation Museum, we present what we call the seven C's of history, um, and a lot of our curriculum is based upon this as well. But the seven C's being creation. Okay, God created a perfect world. Um, corruption. Okay, the fall of man, catastrophe, the flood of Noah, confusion, the Tower of Babel. So if we look at all of that, we have Genesis 1 to 11, which you could read, I don't know, in a half hour, right? Um, Genesis 1 to 11. And then all of that is the foundation for the gospel of Christ, the cross, and consummation. So if I had one call to action, I would say... Um, read Genesis 1 to 11. If I had a second call, 
to action, it would be come to the Arca Museum and see for yourself. Yeah, perfect. That's wonderful. Yeah, and and we at American Christian Tours, obviously, we really encourage you know on site, on location experiences because mm-hmm. we believe that the hands on experiences are the best, uh, the best way to learn. Um, so, Eddie, thank you so much again for joining us today. Um, it was a, a real encouragement and uh, just also to know what God is doing through uh, the Ark Encounter, the Creation Museum, and uh, Answers in Genesis. And you, uh, you've been a, a huge you. encouragement. So thank you very much. Well, you guys, uh, our listeners, I want to leave you with this, um, that American Christian Tours, we, we firmly believe that one person can make a difference. Um, and we believe that together we can make a big difference. Um, and we also believe that inspiring people, both young and old, is really important with the places that we talk about and the locations that we visit. Uh, and we believe that the past gives insight into the future. And God's word is the focal point. Um, and lastly, that we're passionate about providing tour programs that make a difference. So, uh, Eddie, Jay, thank you again. And uh, everybody, thanks for joining us today. And as always, remember that your story uh, that God is writing right now is a part of his story. And God put you here in, uh, now for such a time as this. See you next time.